a very warm welcome to the other viewers. This is Vance. That's right, Kopi Vance. I'll see. I already stand by my mark. Thank you for joining me every Wednesday at 9 p.m. You know, you know, we live in a very tropical country in Singapore, right? It's not something like Iceland or Switzerland. So you can see uh, the AC is on and it's actually really perspiring, right? The weather is really, really, really crazy. You know, it's something like you're sitting in the sauna and then you are just perspiring. So I'm sure, you know, all our viewers, especially myself and my guest speaker, uh, my guest speaker is wearing all full sleeve. He's just right in from um, a surgery and then he came back home, have a quick dinner for 10 minutes and that's what he told me i'm like i feel so bad and then he's ready for this uh, interview with us all right um yes today uh, we are going to talk about all about weight loss right um if you look at it in the past couple of weeks we talked about um formulas we talk about substances you know weight loss uh, diet you know we have a lot of big varieties of um, topics that we actually talked about but today's topic is a little uh, interesting because we have the man um, who is not a new face to Kopi events? He has been a couple of times with Kopi events, and um, to be very honest, you know, when I when I when I have a conversation with him uh, for our our talks, we don't really plan because for us, we believe that when you plan, um, things don't go well, right? Uh, so I told Doc, you know, Doc, don't worry about it. We know what we're going to talk about. It's just that we didn't plan for it, and he's so excited. I'm always very excited to have it. Um, when he had uh, the, the the same topic that we, I mean, it's a different topic, but it's quite related to the weight loss. Um, he also saw me with the beard. So he's also going to see me with the beard. So let's see what he's going to say. And I'm going to give uh, Dr. Kiru the, the honor to do a, a good introduction about himself. So let's invite Dr. Kiru. Hello, doctor. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Vansua. Very nice to see you again after a long time. And, and yeah, your beard looks like it's getting longer and longer. La. <laughs> yes, Doc. Yes, that, that's the whole idea. I want to bring it as tall, as long as possible, you know. <laughs> you yeah, know, Doc, yeah. it, it, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it, it seems like, you know, we know each other for many years, but like having real coffee. But it's all, all, all the way been virtual, right? Uh, how amazing is that? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, really ironic, Vance. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, we met up last year uh, virtual and, uh, you know, you still owe me that trip to Penang and for me to take you out for Nasi Kanda here. <laughs> I'm just waiting, dog. I'm just waiting. I know, I know we have a lot of plans, you know, YC yeah, versa, yeah. right? We are brothers and sisters. I don't know. We are brothers. Yeah, we are brothers. Malaysia and Singapore is always brothers, even though yeah, sometimes yeah. brothers have some a little... Yeah. Uh, rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but end of the day, we need each other. Um, yeah. Thank you, Doctor. I mean, um, it's a second time in and now I'm sure all the uh, regular viewers will be in, tuning in. But I think it, it's due respect if, Doctor, you do your own uh, introduction, please, Doctor. Yeah. Uh, firstly, thank you, uh, Vance, for having me on Coffee with Vance. And uh, unfortunately, Vance, I can't have coffee at night, you know, so I'm drinking plain water. <laughs> I, I <laughs> and, love your cup. Yeah, I yeah. love your cup. Uh, for my daughter. So it's really a very cute mug. So I like it. <laughs> okay. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, it's an honor being here to be with you. I'm a consultant, uh, consultant uh, general surgeon uh, initially. And uh, I subsequently sub-specialized in uh, breast and endocrine surgery. Uh, it was in, uh, you know, 2013-14. And then subsequently I specialized in uh, uh, the current spe uh, specialization in bariatric surgery in 2014. Uh, whereby I, I actually trained in Taiwan uh, under a very renowned uh, breast and uh, sorry a bariatric surgeon uh, Prof Wang, uh, 
And uh, I uh, started off with the services in the state of Perak uh, in Ipoh Hospital, uh, Hospital Rajah Pramaisuri Bainon in 2015. And uh, subsequently, uh, developing the services and everything, I left uh, for private sector where I'm based right now, which is in Penang, in uh, Glen Eagles Hospital, Penang, uh, since 2019. So uh, I specialize in, uh, like I said, either endocrine breast surgery and, of course, bariatric surgery, which is weight loss surgery. And I think that is the reason why Vance is having me on board tonight to talk a little bit more and to uh, enlighten everybody who do not know about it yet. And for those who know about it, maybe would like to know a little bit more. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you for the humble uh, introduction. Um, because over the past few weeks, uh, all our topics is related to weight gain. Uh, we talk about diabetes. We talk about cardiologists, which is talking about the myocardial, you know, heart attacks. You know, a lot of uh, varieties that we talk about. We, we even talked about liver as well. We we know the, the our body is a beautiful mechanism. Whoever that's created, he has a brilliant um, designer. He must be an architect, right? The one who created our body with, with, with all these parts. But unfortunately, we humans have always been threatened for a lot of things that can happen to us, even though how healthy or how fit we can be. We do hear cases where people are just dropping dead, even when doing exercises or non-exercises as well. But the real pandemic that we are talking about right now, which is one of the biggest ever been, is the weight gain. Obesity has always been one of the highest in the whole white nation or even the whole world itself. Um, maybe, doctor, maybe we want to get started you know, like a warm-up session before we start an exercise program. I will always like to use this example. Um, when, when you talk about uh, yeah, warm-up, so when you talk about, uh, just give me a minute. So when we talked about um, all these things, right, but what is the whole idea about getting into the pace of weight gain? Yeah, so I think uh, when you're talking about weight gain, uh, Vance, you have a normal weight gain, which happens to us uh, as we age, you know, a part of our reason why we normally gain weight is because of a slowing metabolism. So that is quite normal, actually. So this is uh, something that has actually gone on for uh, years, hundreds of years, maybe even thousands of years, you know. As we grow older, uh, human beings will slow down. The elderly will become more slow, uh, weaker, put on weight. It becomes a much more of a defensive mechanism to put on weight, to, to sustain your energy. Because uh, if you're running with a 20-year-old uh, uh, guy, definitely, uh, Vance, we will lose hits hands down. Unless, of course, you know, you're like Ronaldo or something when you're, you know, in your 30s. But what will happen is, we are talking about is the abnormal weight gain. Okay, so when you talk about normal is aging process and so on. But when you're talking about abnormal weight gain, why are you seeing so many people in their 30s or even in their adolescents? Uh, teenagers and everything being obese now. So that is not normal, you know. So this is something that is happening, uh, like Vance rightly said, it's a pandemic that happened. And we are also in the midst of a COVID pandemic, which I, I think is, uh, we should slow down and settle down and become something like an endemic soon. Uh, so this uh, global pandemic of obesity is going to again come back and it's going to uh, take center stage to me you know, after all this MCO and CMCO and all these, uh, you know, lockdowns and all that. Huh? So we're going to see a lot more uh, of these issues come up and people are going to be more concerned about how to be healthy and also maintain their healthy weight. Thank you, Doctor. I mean, I mean, like like, like I always enjoy talking to you. It, it seems like, you know, 
the the topic just can go in deeper and deeper and deeper. But you know, Doc, um, you know, we will definitely will come into the the main topic itself. But I believe that um, when we talked about food or when we talk about lifestyle, um, and during this uh, pandemic itself with COVID nineteen, you know, there were the longest period of time that people have been quarantined, people have been at home, uh, people started to binge eat, people tend to eat more. Um, people eat with boredom. You know, a, a lot of stuff that has happened. And um, I think that could be another reason, um, as challenging as could be, uh, as equal as could be, uh, with COVID-19 itself. So I think um, we all should take priority, our, our sense of health, which is in the most respect way that we need to push on. But unfortunately, a lot of people will not be able to do that because of um, exercises. When that's, that's where I'm coming in. And I see yeah. your posts. Um, you either go for runs or you either you do some exercises on your operating theaters, which I really love that. Um, in a recent post of mine, um, yeah. I mentioned that doctors do sleep on their operating theaters, but you actually exercised. Uh, you did your push-ups, you did your abs. Mm -hmm. So what is this with the floor, the operating theater floor and doctor? Is that something in connection? <laughs> no, I think it's just a space, lah, Vance. Because you know, uh, uh, they always say, you know, your 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 house or your body is your temple, right? So for us, our temple is where we work because you know we have our passion, we love what we do. Uh, that's why you are always in the gym twenty four seven. So yeah, and and like you rightly said, you know, if you if you make it like a habit, a daily activity, so you don't really think about going for it. You know, it's just automatically in your schedule. You got to do it. So, and and I, I find that if you just uh, take a break, 10-minute break, and you just uh, do some 10-minute breathing exercise, so why not you just get down and do 10 push-ups, you know? It's just a different way of looking at it. Lah. So, uh, you know, something that comes very comfortable. So, I always say, you know, if you uh, are not used to using your body in the right way and everything, then get a trainer. Because, you know, you got to know that flexibility, uh, stamina, uh, cardio, uh, resistance exercise is all not the same thing. People think that, you know, oh, I just need to exercise five times a week. And what do they do? Mostly just go walking. Uh, you know, and they, they use, uh, the, you know, the calorie counter or their handphones yeah. and they just say, I've done my 10,000 steps. So I'm healthy. So, you know, Vance, I think they know that, uh, we all know that uh, the spectrum of health uh, is one straight line. It's like something like Penang going all the way to Singapore. And in that spectrum, you have weight loss. So weight loss is somewhere around KL Samran or something. So you can say that you are in that line and you're going to be healthy, but doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. So you can exercise to be healthy, but you don't necessarily uh, exercise to lose weight. You know, so you got to know what you're doing. So I think that's where I think your expertise comes in, Vance, because, you know, I've seen you doing your uh, 1000 calorie uh, this one. So, you know, uh, I think that's very extreme. So it's not easy something that you really got to you know uh, set out to do it and you got to really work hard for it and uh, if that's your goal then i'm sure you'll be able to you know burn off your weight and uh, as a byproduct you will become healthier in the process as well right definitely doc and also um like you know when when someone is not exercising and always in the setting of comfort um usually if you notice if they're not doing any activities the hemoglobin A1C, right? HbA1C yeah. actually rises up because it's it's an indication of diabetes, which is also another pandemic which is already there. And that will lead to blood pressure, and that blood pressure will lead to 
MI, myocardial infarction, and, and so many things that can happen. But of course, we yeah. all related to obesity. That is our main topic today. And, and then that's where we are going to come in. And Doc, I know you've been practicing and I also know that you just came out from a surgery as well. Uh, but I'm going to share this, uh, this, this slide and then we can start yeah. our topic. So Doc, maybe can we get started on this topic itself? And what is all about this surgery that we are talking about, the biotric surgery that we, you always mention about? Yeah. So firstly, uh, I think a lot of our viewers will not know what is bariatric uh, uh, surgery. Uh, and of course, bariatric sounds like a very new word, you know, something like pediatrics yeah. or geriatrics, you know, pediatrics for, pediat uh, for, for children. And of course, geriatrics is for elderly. So bariatric surgery actually uh, was actually initiated in the 50s, actually, you know. So the first type of uh, bariatric surgery was done for uh, obese per, uh, person somewhere in the 50s and they actually did an interstinal bypass okay so that was the initial uh, the, 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 the father uh, the beginning of surgery in bariatrics now when we talk about bariatrics it's not only surgery actually uh, bariatrics is a whole, whole subspecialty about uh, obesity the study of obesity and also the treatment options so you can treat by medication, surgery, uh, intragastric balloon. Uh, you know, there's different different types of options. Even uh, exercise and diet is a definite uh, the base of the pyramid of this treatment option. So when we talk about surgery, you're talking about evolution from the 1950s, uh, which started with open surgery. So imagine, uh, when last time they used to cut from uh, somewhere in the whole abdomen. You know, one big line will yep. be there, and then they will do it as open surgery. So, of course, when you're doing in that time, in that era, there were a lot of fatalities as well, mortality, a lot of deaths. Because, you know, this is not a simple surgery to do. The outcomes are very uh, guarded in that, in that era. So, what happened was in the era of laparoscopic surgery, that is called keyhole surgery, uh, you find that uh, bariatric surgery uh, got another lease of life. So, a lot of the pioneer surgeons uh, in laparoscopy started doing uh, in fact, my mentor uh, and my partner currently in Penang, uh, Mr. Bimal, he was one of the pioneers in bariatric surgery here in Malaysia as well. And uh, I had a, a chance to be with him during the uh, development of uh, surgery in, in that time. And that's where I got my interest as well. And you find that the outcome is much, much better. And uh, as you gain experience and all that, it is, uh, you know, very, very low uh, mortality and even the complications are much lower in, ex in expert hands. Okay, so what you're seeing here, Vance, is actually a, a procedure called the gastric bypass. Okay, so just like I said, there are different types of options of weight loss, medication, surgery, you know, exercise, diet and all. So you have a few types of surgery. It is not only you go for bariatric surgery, we will only do this gastric bypass. There's a, something called the sleeve gastrectomy. You have sleeve plus procedures. You have the gastric band. You have the donal switch. Uh, there are a lot of procedures that is available. Uh, but uh, I think Vance picked up this one because in the world, the gastric bypass was or is the gold standard in bariatric surgery. That means uh, we always uh, do a lot of studies, a lot of research with the background of this procedure, which is the standardized gastric bypass. Okay. So as you can see here, uh, on the left-hand side is what you call as the normal anatomy. Okay. So what you eat is coming down through this pipe called the esophagus and actually mm -hmm. joins into the stomach. Okay. So when it joins into the stomach, 
digestion starts. So people think that, okay, it goes into the stomach, you only have hydrochloric acid, hydrochloric acid will break down the food and then it goes into the intestine and absorbed. But in actual fact, there's a lot of things going on in the stomach. There is something called the pump mechanism that is breaking down the food. There is not only hydrochloric acid, you also have uh, pepsin, trypsin, different different types of enzymes. You have a lot of hormones as well. As well. Uh, that's why many people realize uh, or will think that when I eat something, when you eat, your stomach becomes full and then automatically you will uh, slow down the buffet line. You know, you probably won't go for your third round, fourth round because you already feel full. Now, that is what you call as the mechanical aspect of it. That means uh, the distension on the stomach will slow down your, uh, make you feel full and trigger a kind of a relay into your brain and tell you that, okay, you're already full. So the problem that's going on in the world right now, this relay is not happening. Another mechanism that stops you from eating is because there is some hormones in the stomach as well as in the intestine that trigger when you eat and you become full. These hormones are released, which forms a chemical uh, maneuver as well. So you see, as what Van said, uh, God is great. Whoever created it is really great because he didn't give you one mechanism. There's another mechanism called hormones as well and enzymes to break down the food to make you feel full and then start the digestion process. Now, when this process is going on, there is a lot of energy being released. Okay, So imagine yourself doing your 1,000 calorie uh, workout with vents. So that, that same amount of uh, energy is needed to break down your food. So if you're eating for 1,000 calories, you imagine how much of that same amount of 1,000 calories needs to be burned. Not by exercise, but because of this uh, hormonal mechanical sequence that's going on to digest your food. And if you do this in the night time, like where we are right now, so imagine your whole mechanism, you know, your whole body is out of sync. You'll feel lethargic, tired in the morning. You will definitely not have a very good sleep, despite sleeping for seven hours, eight hours, because your body is too in detail metabolizing your food and so on. Okay. So to cut the long story short, we have, not we, but, you know, the pioneers of this surgery have designed this surgery to actually accommodate or to actually reverse the effects of why a person wants to eat that much of food. Okay. So if you can show the picture again, events, the right hand side, you can see here, uh, the size of the stomach has been, you know, you have reduced the size. Okay. So this bypass is creating a pouch. This is what you call here, the gastric pouch. It is only about 25 to 30 cc. Now, different surgeons have a different dimension of how they do it. Okay. But in average, it's about 25 to 30 cents, uh, cc. Okay. The volume. Now, once you create that, that pouch with uh, staplers. Okay. So, nowadays, we use a lot of staplers. They are made out of titanium. It's the same device that they use for your, uh, if you're having a plating for your fracture or your intratrochantic nail and so on. Uh, uh, so that is the substance that we use, made from titanium. So these devices do not rust. Uh, they are in contact with your hydrochloric acid. They, you know, they, they survive for a lifetime. And the only time you will probably see it after your surgery is probably if you are cremated or if you are, you know, uh, buried and then you know you you are this one and all that, then you'll come out lah. But otherwise, yeah. it should be there lifelong. Okay. Okay. Now once you've created that pouch. Uh, whatever you eat comes down, it stops there. So you got to con have continuity. So what we do is we go down into the intestine. We find a length from your 
uh, a part of the area which is called as the dodo general flexure and we calculate about 100 150 centimeter 200 centimeter it depends on the surgeons who are doing it and the mechanisms that we want so basically what we do is we connect the intestine back to this pouch here and the uh, part that you have divided eh, is like you divide it here this part you take it up and this part you come and sambung balik you join it here okay so that's what you're seeing here in this picture the uh, upper part of the intestine has been brought up and joined with the pouch and the stomach the continuity is still there and it comes down and joins into the small bowel okay so that's why you look at it it looks like a y so that's why it's called as a roux and y gastric bypass yes y so the reason why we do this bypass one because we reduce the amount that you can take at any one time second thing is you reduce the amount that you can absorb at any one time the third thing is there are a lot of other hormonal changes that happen when this uh, configuration of surgery is done you know there's a liberation of this enzyme called uh, sorry this hormone called uh, glp1 uh, pyy will go up will make you feel full uh, there's a lot of other changes that happen with the intestinal flora you know when all our body uh, our stomach our oral cavity the mouth uh, you know certain parts you know even our, our from our behind as well they have their own bacteria and flora that is uh, what you call commensal that means it's always there so this will shift or change after bariatric surgery so they have done studies and found that uh, this this uh, you know the, the digestion and everything will actually change once you have gone bariatric once you have undergone bariatric surgery okay so that's another uh, positive part so besides of all these mechanisms the most important thing is that when you lose weight like i told you it's a one way ticket all the way to singapore if you want to get a healthier lifestyle and all that losing weight is an option for you and by losing weight you will get to singapore you will get to being healthier then this is their option for you okay so a lot of people think that okay if i do this surgery you know i lose weight that's it i am automatically going to go there it's not exactly true because uh, although you're in the same line the destination is different okay so if you want to lose weight you want to lose weight for the right reason and you want it for your health then you got to work for it as well so i think that's the part that we will come to uh, later in our discussion mates well said dr well said um i think also uh, probably you know why this surgery is done for viewers might be wondering and if you have a questions you can definitely post it up and we already have few questions that's coming in i'm definitely going to take that i think that is very related to the topic i think uh, the the person who just mentioned us is uh, uh, kalandi mutu yeah just hang on a bit we were going to definitely take that question but doctor you know um when we talk about this surgery uh, a lot of people have been skeptical uh, a, a lot of cases i mean of course right um, you know what will happen you know will i uh, have you know life and death you know there there are some cases before uh, but what is the risk and and we know why this surgery is done because their blood pressure can be extremely high uh, they can be in type 2 diabetes which is you know with their insulin is all over the place and they have to reduce the weight because the heart is overworking over time um what is the the, the main thing here doctor i mean what are we looking at um, is it because of the weight that is extremely in or whether the people doesn't have that attitude or the behavior or the the, the kind of motivation because it it is the extreme cases that are the one who going for this surgery so what is your take in this doctor yeah 
So uh, what actually I, I can uh, roll what you asked me bends into two questions lah. Okay. So one is uh, who should be doing uh, bariatric surgery? Because you know why? Like what you said is rightly so. When you're talking about people who undergo the surgery, uh, it is people who are you know in extreme weight. Okay, one. That means that you're talking about maybe they are 150, 160 kilos. But nowadays, if you look around you, when you know, I'm, I'm not sure in Singapore, but in Malaysia, 100 kilos is like average ready, you know, a standard. Yeah, it's, it's like standard, <laughs> which is unthinkable in the 80s. 80s, you look around and see 100 kilo is not a normal thing, you know. You know, you're talking about 80 kilos, uh, you know. So now, if you're in the 2021, the average. If you're thinking about the decade, like adding on, ah, uh, it should be 120 kilos is going to be the average actually in this decade. You know, so if you're looking at that, do you consider that as extreme or do you think that is average? Because you know, it, if everybody is looking left and looking right and everybody looks the same, then uh, you think that you're normal. So there's no reason for you to change because you know why you're one of like everybody. Suddenly, if you're 80 kilos and 70 kilos, they'll say that, hey, why you're not eating well, lah? What's wrong with you? You're having cancer or something. You know that that's the usual question that someone who is not uh, losing weight or something yeah uh, will get asked. That's what my patients tell me as well. So the question comes back to the thing when when you want to lose weight, ah, uh, why uh, why consider for bariatric surgery? So if you want to become healthy and you think that uh, you know you know that surgical is the option, then I would say that it's actually not the option because uh, we don't want to give a, a shortcut. Right, so if you do have a reason to to lose weight and it's affecting your health, then that's different, because you know why your time is your you know time is the most valuable commodity, lavens. Right now, huh? okay. if you don't, if today goes ready, huh? tonight goes ready, that's it, my friend. We we that's it. We'll never come back again. So that's what we're talking about. If you are in a timeline where your health is affected, really, you're 120 kilos. You're like everybody else, but. You have a medical issue, and uh, you are spaced for time, and you cannot lose it because you know why. Like when said tomorrow, you know you might just drop down because you have a seventy, eighty percent block, which is uh, a very high risk for you to undergo a certain procedure as well. So that's when your cardiologist or your endocrinologist, you know, with your uncontrolled diabetes and all, will refer you to a bariatric surgeon for another option for you to lose weight quickly because time is something that you can't buy and. Even this kind of patients, ah, uh, Vans. I mean, let's be honest, lah. When they come and see you yeah. as well, you know, you want to put them on that. You know, you want to save them. You want to do the best for them. You want them to push them hard. But if they are unable to do so, yeah. yeah so then we have to be looking at it realistically. So this is where uh, they can opt for this. But if I have someone who is, ah, uh, you know, 16 years old and he is 120 kilos or 130 kilos, and someone tells me that, you know, can would you consider him for surgery? I would say. The right thing, and that is no, because you know why, you're not in that frame of mind yet to even think or understand what the surgery is about, uh, whether this is the right thing for you. In fact, I think this is the right person to go to Vans and really get yourself <laughs> nicely coyard. <laughs> Rose, I call Rose, uh, I call yeah. burning of the kilo calories. You know, yeah, burning. Um, I, I do. Yeah, so we both of us are burning right now. I have a, a cousin. Who is also very crazy as me? We we work out in all kind of odd hours. We believe that if you do something very uh, repetitive, it get very monotonous and then it get bored. So we we do 3 a.m. We do morning. So we we change it up. So we call it burn the guys, burn the kilocalories. 
so we burn them alive. <laughs> so that's how we do. Bro. Uh, Doc, I'm going to pull up this uh, this this uh, particular question. I think he's one of our very um, biggest supporter in Kopi events, but he always uh, asked us in Malay questions. So I'm sure you can uh, able to answer that, and then we can go to the oh, yeah, next yeah. question. William Tungadi. He's yeah, William, from yeah. uh, Indonesia. Indonesia, yeah. Hi, William. Thank you for the question. Now, doctor will take it. Hi, William. Apa kabar? So, olahraga apa yang paling cepat weight loss dan lifestyle eating apa? I think this is uh, Vance's question lah, Vance. <laughs> But unfortunately, I can't speak Bali, doc. So, okay, okay. He's asking uh, yeah. actually, what is the best uh, and the fastest weight loss Uh, in exercising, olahraga means uh, I think uh, actually it's like track and field lah. But I think it's meaning what is the exercise that you lose weight fastest? And lifestyle eating apa? What do you eat in your lifestyle lah? Okay, so I think William, I think I'm sure you can understand English, but if you don't, you know, you can always message us back. But I think it has to be disciplined. Like you know, Doctor Kiru itself is a, a doctor, but he believes in exercising. So he go for runs. Uh, you got to be very stubborn about your goals, especially when it comes to your health. Uh, the very next second is not ours. What has happened in the past five seconds is ours. What is going to happen in the next one second is not ours. So we need to take the the end in always in our memory and always make sure that we take care of that. So you need to start moving. If you can't run, you walk. If you can't walk, you crawl. Yeah. You know, you got to do something. You got to keep on moving. I mean, that's all about life. And the moment you start moving, you you work, you increase your steps, and that steps will be calculated as calories, and the calories will eventually be be a weight loss. And during that process, you are also working on the heart, which means your cardiovascular gets stronger, you get fitter, your stamina goes up, your endurance goes up, and eventually your mental resilience also get better. So I hope that particular uh, answer answers you, William. Thank you so much. Uh, Doc, this is another uh, question, but I think she has two questions. So I'm going to bring in the first part. Um, she just asked us, just curious, after this surgery, people have to follow a certain diet plan, right? Yeah. Like supplements and EDC, doctor. Okay. And so follow by, follow up, oh, yeah. sorry, doc. Follow by another yeah, yeah. question that's coming in, but we will take yeah. the first question first, then we go to the second one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Kala, for a nice question. I think uh, uh, what she says is very true because you know why? Uh, the reason... If let's say someone can follow a diet plan, Vance, okay, that means uh, they they are able to follow a diet plan, they are follow a lifestyle change, then you wouldn't be where you are if you could follow the whole system, you know. So you wouldn't be at 120 kilos, 130 kilos. So we we like to say the the problem why I I feel lah uh, when you associate the stigma because we deal with a lot of obese patients and uh, you know I've been in the field for for good more than 10-15 years already. When you think about obese patients, uh, they will always tell you one thing. There's a lot of stigma about it. They always get misinterpreted as it's their fault. Like they are, you know, lazy. They don't have time to exercise. They don't want to exercise. And uh, of course, they eat too much. They eat a lot. But if you uh, in a condition, Vance, right now, uh, you just had a mutton curry with rice. And then half an hour later, you feel hungry and you want to eat tandoori chicken. And then you have a masala thosai after that. <laughs> okay, so if you're eating like that, we yeah. like to think that it's because of your appetite and it's your fault, right? But have you ever considered that what what if it's not their fault? It is some disease process that is making them eat and eat and eat. You know. So this is the kind of thing where we really have to understand that these people are not the same as. 
like how we are putting them to be you know that means uh, is their fault and so on so that's where bariatrics come in we try to figure out what's the problem and we try to find a solution so if you do this surgery it's because of trying to overcome problems that you have that you couldn't do it without the surgery okay so if now after doing the surgery yes you can't eat as much as you did before so if you think that eating a uh, nasi kanda eating a uh, chicken chop and eating a uh, yong tau fu and everything all and you cannot give it up because you feel that that is right for you and all that then of course this surgery won't work for you but if you eat a small portion of yong tau fu a little bit of nasi kanda a little bit of uh, you know chicken roast or whatever over a period of time and you enjoy the taste you enjoy it then this is something that you can live with because a lot of people are living like that okay now the issue is that when for you uh, your plate of rice is different than mine uh, my plate of rice is different than kalas you know and so on so but all of us after this surgery need to have a certain amount of zinc iron folic acid magnesium you know all this elements are very important so how to ensure all of us get the same amount that we need so all of us take one capsule one pill a supplement vitamin so that whatever we need goes in the rest of it will go out in your food but if you are taking adequate amount in your diet then that's enough for you so this is how we look at it supplementation is something that you need to do after certain surgery like bypass and so on because you don't want to be on the negative if you're in the positive it's better yeah i hope that answers the question yeah. thank you doctor thank you so much i uh, hope that answers her as well um okay so we have uh, anil thank you anil for joining us so yes ask also two questions uh, i think today all the viewers asking two questions yeah. oh, in fact three questions are coming up okay so we will take that how much food can we take after the surgery doctor yeah. so i think that's the main concern you know when because uh, uh, if you look at the the desire you know what we have uh, people are afraid of loss you know loss aversion is the first thing that means uh, it's like playing football you know the first thing is don't let the goal don't let go a goal you know even you can't score but at least don't let go because you let go you already lost you're one nil down so same thing when you are after surgery a lot of people are very afraid that they will not be able to eat at all you know so that is a wrong uh, or a misconception Uh, after you do any surgery of course you know when you do a, a leg surgery or you know a hand surgery you will be on a pop you know plus of paris cast or you are on a sling or you are having a you know bandages uh, plaster and so on but when you do surgery for the stomach you can't do all that you know you can't put a plate you can't do anything so you have to eat yes but we don't give you solid food you on liquid diet initially because you know why you don't want your staples to rupture you don't want your stomach to burst and uh, you know leak so you on a liquid diet for about a week then subsequently uh, a kind of nourishing fluids a bit of soft diet for another week and then subsequently you're back to your normal regime so uh, mr anil uh, asked this now will i be able to eat normally yes you will be able to eat uh, normally restricted amount small amounts which is adequate for you okay that means uh, it's not like you can uh, eat one whole nasi kanda or a big plate uh, you know for two <laughs> doc i i got to stop you for a while yeah i've been hearing yeah. nasi kanda for five times is that your favorite food <laughs> no man you know why yeah in pinning uh, the the famous this one here is nasi kanda that's why i always use <laughs> that as a <laughs> I'm just waiting to drive in there right i'm just waiting the moment when the local government says yes it's open 
boom, I'm coming in, right? Okay. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of things to do there. Yeah. You, you know why Wens, the nasi kanda specialty in Penang here is because okay. uh, of the curry. So okay. they will mix a uh, mutton curry, chicken curry, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, prawn curry, this curry, and all in one bungee in the rice, and you know, give you with all the dishes and all that, and it's very popular, unfortunately. So it's, unfortunately. it will lead to food coma, right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we are, we are creating some uh, appetites for all our viewers here. So those who are in Singapore, you know where to get uh, the best. Uh, what is it called that? Uh, what, what 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 is the name called? Uh, Nasi Kanda, right? Nasi in Penang, yeah, Nasi Kanda in Penang. So yes, Anil, thank you so much for that questions. Um, we we also have another one, Doc, that is coming in, um, yeah. which is I think a big question, but I would love to take that as well. I think th- this particular gentleman um, I've seen a couple of times. He's been training. Uh, quite intensively. Uh, I was quite surprised. Uh, he, he's such an amazing guy. Um, he was running marathons and he's training three hours, six hours, eight hours. And recently I saw that he was running like 60 kilometers over, 60 kilometers wow. in just in treadmill. Um, and, 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 and yeah, he's right. So thank you, uh, brother. Um, so he, he, his, his question's a little long, but let me just put it yeah, in yeah. one block. I have two questions. I was told that biotech surgery solve all metabolic syndrome, like reversing diabetes, and blood pressure, blood pressure back to normal. But I'm in the low carb community and shows the stats that through biotech surgery, solve diabetes and BP after two to three years, they are back to diabetes and high BP. Is it true? It's not that it's lesser calories by sugary in works or to be direct low carb and it works. So if it's low carb to 20 grams per day without surgery, will it need work? So his question is, of course, you know, you, you, we can do the surgery, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, if I don't do it, if I do this, will there be yeah, a possibility? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this one I'll address it in two ways, lah. One, I mean, it, two two answers. Uh, there's the same question. Uh, there's two ways of answering it. Uh, I, uh, Murli, very good questions, I would say. So he's asking whether bariatric surgery can has solved uh, metabolic syndrome, like reversing diabetes. What we call metabolic syndrome is basically diabetes, hypertension, uh, raised liver enzymes, uh, and also, you know, like uric acid, hyperuricemia, and also certain uh, conditions predisposing to diabetes mainly. Okay. Uh, And uh, this can be reversed with bariatric surgery. That is very true because there are a lot of evidence, a lot of papers that actually showed that. Okay. Now, I always say that a journey, you can take a different route. We are going to Singapore now from Penang. You can walk, you can fly, or you can take the bus. So the speed at how you want to go will take you there. Okay. So if you are willing to go on a low-carb diet and you can adhere to that, that means it's basically walking all the way to Singapore, you know, 600 kilometers, I'm not sure. But if you're able to do it and you have the stamina like Murli, then, and you have the commitment, then you can do it. Okay. But if you can't and you need a flight to fly down straight away, then bariatric surgery is the solution. But the aim is the same. The goal is the same. Okay. Now, the second part of the question to that is that, yes, you have done surgery. And then why did the diabetes and everything come back? Well, in uh, bariatric surgery for diabetes or for hypertension, so we do not call it a cure. Okay. So when you reverse diabetes and all that, people will, will automatically think that I'm doing it because I'm curing myself. But we don't call it cure in this standard condition. We call it as remission. Remission is the same word that we use for cancer. Okay, we don't say I'm cured from cancer. You say I'm, I'm 
in remission now. That means all my disease is gone. Everything's okay. Once you hit five years, then you're called a survivor. If you're 10 years, then you're considered as cured, really. Okay. So same thing here, because you know why? Diabetes is a disease that is uh, is a broad spectrum. One is either because there's insulin insufficiency from your pancreas, or the second part is because you have insulin resistance. So obesity, insulin resistance, and all that is a big whole discussion, which I think Vance will do in another copy with Vance one day. But right now, when you undergo remission because of your weight, you know, you lose your weight and everything, you're healthier, your diabetes has gone into remission. So you have already been partially cured for a while. Now, if let's say as you age your pancreas, your pancreas function, the insulin itself production is deteriorating. The factory itself that produces insulin is coming down. Then there is a chance that your diabetes can come back. And if let's say, Vance, you do not follow your diet that you're doing, you're taking Coca-Cola and you're drinking, you know, coffee with sugar and stuff like that. This, despite doing surgery, you can drink liquids. So if you're drinking a bubble tea and all that, it defeats the purpose. And that's where your calorie sugar again will shoot up. So my short answer to the question, Murli, if you are able to do a low-carb diet, 20 grams per day without surgery, people ought to do it and they should do it. And we will support because you know why? Because we have different, different options in weight loss. But for certain individuals, they do not have the time for that. And they do not have the, the effort and the motivation because they're already in some critical illness. You know, so time is a of essence for them. So this is where we come in to offer this option. Yeah. Uh, well said, Doctor. I think uh, I will totally agree with you that. And I think it's a fantastic uh, question that brought up by Murali. Thank you yeah, so much, yeah. sir. I do see. Um, yeah. I, I, he's an amazing person. He runs like, um, cap, not a camel, but I don't know what to say. He's done like 60 kilometers in, and he, he's, he's exercising all kind of hours and he's such an inspirational. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. But I got to agree with you. Uh, this one. Yes, he's an Ultraman, right? I mean, he, yep, yep. he is. He's a, he's a great influencer at the moment in social media, which we be starting to see a lot of people um, not just posting to boost about, you know, to, yep. to you know, saying that, oh, I'm doing that. But it's rather an encouragement. You know, people are now yeah, more so, into social yep, media. Yep. I think the social media has changed, Doctor. Do you agree that? I, I do. I, I think if these uh, individuals are there to share, you know, the, how it works for them, there will be people who will want to try to do that. You know, maybe you cannot sustain uh, 100%. But even if, let's say, you're like you're telling uh, he's doing 60 kilometers. If you're doing 10% of that, 6 kilometers a day, I think that's a very good start. Uh, you know, I, I think so. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. I mean, um, I totally agree like what you have uh, answered in, in, which is, I think, is very crucial as well. But I think that, doc, as we move on, um, I think for viewers, if you do have any more questions, you can please type it up because we have another 10 more minutes. Uh, I don't want to hold Dr. Kiru back. He had a tremendous long hours of, you know, doctors, I like always say in my talk sessions, doctors are definitely the angels, but the angels also need some rest, uh, especially those in the healthcare professionals. He probably is hiding his wings behind his long sleeve uh, shirt. But, you know, they are, they are the person that, apart from, you know, praying to God and so and so, yeah. the another person that you throw everything out is a doctor and and these guys are just amazing they keep on studying there's no way of graduating because i think you're still studying as well there's still yeah. science is evolving medical field is just improving and thank you doc thank you i always say that in my doctor i in, in my talk shows all right it's not a script but uh yeah um so yes thank you for the viewers it's more um 
Um, more, more questions that's coming in. Thank you. Yes, definitely we need that motivation. I got motivated from others too. So yes, so anything that is not motivated, you should not be following. And um, take what is necessary. Uh, Doc, we, we, as, as we, I, I, want, I want to bring up this point. Um, when we talk about this surgery itself, um, there are yeah. some individuals who might be watching this or maybe eventually share to people who need it. Um, a particular person, I'm just going to throw in a scenario for case for you, Doc. Um, 45 years old, uh, weight is 160 kg, overweight by 60 kg, all right? It's about 60 kg overweight. And he has a blood pressure and he has type 2 diabetes. And um, blood pressure, it's about almost a stage 3, which we are talking about 180 over 100. And pulse rate is about, say, 80. So definitely myocardium is not that strong. For that particular person to get into an exercise program, or maybe the person we give another uh, a tough scenario, ES and arthritis. So you see, with these all challenges, um, yes, like what doctor has said, it takes the distance, but it's how fast you want to go. Um, those who can do intensive ex exercises, you can definitely do it. But for those in that extreme time, and the time is very crucial for them, um, doctor, what will your suggestion be with people who are watching this? And, and and I know there's a criteria. I mean, if some people come to you say an easy way out, your answer is no. But for a lot of people who are there who require that kind of help, but they might not have that kind of direction to look for, what what is your statement, doc, in this in this area? So uh, when when you're talking about this, events, uh, we we in yeah. the medical uh, fraternity, all of us like bariatric surgeons, uh, societies, and all that. Uh, we take a lot of, uh, we are like a consumer association. La. So we look out for patients. So basically, we do not simply do surgical intervention for everybody. You know, you have to have uh, criteria to fill. And what you exactly said, this person will definitely fit the criteria. Why? Because his BMI is more than 32.5. So if you are having metabolic disease like hypertension, diabetes and so on, your BMI is more than 32, you already automatically fit for the criteria. Okay, so why is this important? Because in certain countries, I'm not sure about Singapore events, but like uh, yeah. recently Thailand, uh, my friends from Thailand has told me that the national uh, insurance actually subsidizes or actually covers uh, bariatric surgery. So they have to have a guideline. So if your BMI is 30, you're not going to get bariatric surgery done for you because you know why? You don't fit the criteria. Uh, and of course, that is to safeguard unnecessarily misuse and so on. Okay, so that's what we want. We want uh, responsibility in doing the right call. So, again, the second uh, risk of this is because of the high, uh, what do you call it, complication risk in that individual I just told, you know, hypertension, myocarditis, and, uh, yeah. you know, and all these issues. So, that's why when they first come, we don't straight away go head all, you know, into it and dive into the, the sea. We actually go through their history. We actually work them up in detail. We fit the criteria. We start them on a diet program first because you know why? After this, it's about adhering to the lifestyle, to the changes and so on. And uh, if you're going to stick to your same lifestyle regime before, then of course, this is not the solution for you because you're not making the change. You're not becoming, uh, you know, you're not, you're not making use for the second chance that you're going to get, you know. So once you're given a second chance, it's like putting a stand in your heart or doing a bypass surgery, you know. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when, after they do, they have a heart attack, they are, you know, they automatically give up chicken, mutton, they become vegetarian, <laughs> they start uh, exercising the gym and all that. You know why? Because it's a game changer. It's a life-changing yeah. event. When you have that heart attack, gripping pain, uh, you will never forget it. So it's easier for you to make a change after that because you realize the worst thing that happened to you. Uh, but 
obesity is not the same, you know. So there's a lot of uh, pleasure in that. Eating, uh, relaxing, uh, you know, all the good things uh, that you take for granted is associated with obesity. And that is something very difficult to let go. So that's why and, I... And I doctor, uh, you know, doctor, I mean, I, I got to say this, right? I mean, we are always surrounded by amazing food uh, with yeah. different types of you know, nationality or, you know, ethnic group that we talk about, right? You know, the Chinese food, the Indian food, the Malay. I mean, it's always there and ice creams, chocolates, all these are comfort food. But, you know, the, the question is, if you're going to take that, um, are you having the requirement amount of sugar that you should be taking in? Or what's happening to your body? Because the moment when we taste something, it's only going to be a, merely about six seconds, after which it's going to do a lot of harm in your entire body. But that also doesn't give an uh, example uh, or a reason. Say that, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to exercise. Then it contradicts sometimes. But I think you should be enjoying your food. But at the same time, you've got to be cautious. You've got to make sure yes. that you do, do your regular checkup, your HbA1c, that you need to make sure that you take care of that. And uh, maybe every once a year, you go for your heart checks and, you know, just a general check, blood check and all that. But, uh, but doctor, definitely, you know, this in this aspect, like what you have covered it, and I think it's very crucial as well because for most who have some medical condition, um, it is very challenged to lose that particular weight. And I, I do agree with that because I have seen many cases, even yeah. in my sector as well, that you know there are certain things that I cannot push because if someone has a high arthritis and is about 40 kg overweight and yeah. he has hernia and he has, say, a fracture, and with, with so many complications that comes in, and, and it's very, very difficult to get someone to start exercising because even walking uh, 300 steps can be also be very exhausting. So there's a lot of challenges that goes through. So I think that the the, the the kind of a surgery that we are talking about here today, it definitely will help people who has a lot of complications. Or even for someone like doctor has said, you know, for those who are just coming in for a quick fix, there's definitely a no. But it has to go through a good dietary program, a good exercise program. And then if it doesn't work, then obviously it then it have to be ratified. What is the issue, right, doc? Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, if you're doing a, you know, if, if you have undergone surgery and all that, uh, the good thing is that once you lose your kilos, you lose your fat percentage, your fat percentage come down, the danger is that you will lose your muscle mass. So that's where we need, uh, you know, colleagues and uh, friends like Benz and all fitness trainers to do the job to get your muscle bulk up, uh, to increase your metabolism and slow it down. Uh, just like Mr. Murali, you know, uh, where you want him at 60 years old and he's still going on strong and running yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, full yeah, of energy. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what, you know, if we get all our, see, you know, you consider him as a senior citizen, uh, a model citizen, I think. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, should, you should see six packs. Uh, oh, probably man. I will tell you, he's, uh, yeah, he's an amazing, um, he's 60 years old, by the way. And uh, he has an attitude and um, it's a great attitude, I think, right? Um, yeah. It is about yourself. It's about you getting fitter. And I like the way he put things like right? no excuses, right? Yeah. There shouldn't be any excuses. And I think he has conditioned himself in a way that he, he, he looks at different things of exercising, eating healthy and so forth. And he definitely had said wonderful answer. Absolutely agree. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, Morali, for that particular um, question and um, you know, encouragement. Thank you so much. Again, doctor, you see, we just talked for about 10 minutes. It's now already 57 minutes. You imagine, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like I spoke to you for 10 minutes. <laughs> that is why I say we shouldn't plan. We shouldn't plan anything. Yeah. You know? just I think it was very fluid, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's again, uh, very um, blessed to have you again. 
um, and and highlighting a lot of these pointers. I mean, of course, it's it's never enough; it's just a tip of an iceberg. But yeah, I yeah. believe that you know this session should have brought some light to people who what they can do, some modifications. And if you really can't, then you got to see a great good um, consultant like Dr. Kiru itself and to understand what is it all about. So both in Singapore and Malaysia, if you're watching this, please do share and like it so that you know more friends and families can be aware of this situation. So it's no quick fix, but it's definitely needed for someone with certain complications or certain criteria that have to be ratified, right? Um, yes, doctor, I think we are coming to the last segment. Um, I, I know it's an extremely busy day for you. Um, yes. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm just waiting um, to fly down <laughs> to Penang. Thank you along. Mr. Murli said, like, I think once, yeah. you know, we made this uh, agreement, this commitment about what, three weeks ago or something. Eh? So yeah. I think the one very good thing is that uh, my, my take-home message to all the viewers, like, if you set your mind that you want to become healthy, then like Mr. Murli said, you have to take that steps. You cannot run away. Today, Tomorrow, set aside half an hour, you know, if it's walking down your apartment, walking uh, or, you know, dragging, running around the block or something, just do it, you know, and you don't want to forget it, put your shoes outside your door, you know. Uh, yeah, at one point, I, I used to put my uh, shoes in my bedroom, you know, because uh, yeah. get up, you know, the shoes are there, make you feel guilty, just take it and wear it and go, you know. So, and then once you are used to that, you get over that and then you your next barrier and so on. And then you make it like a habit you know so i think that's uh the best way of putting it so thank you hands for having me also and uh you know i think that's a good thing so probably take a message here for one thing is plan your day and uh, never fail to plan and like like how we didn't plan today right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but certain but certain times is definitely needed not to plan yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> But a lot of things we need to plan, all right. But yeah, yeah. we are not we are not sending a wrong signal to the viewers, please, all right. We yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 talk as if like we know for twenty years. But honestly speaking, yeah. it's just virtually. But I, it's such an amazing person that we always get connected, even though he's having a busy schedule and he agreed to come on board, um, just to give a little bit more on this weight loss uh, extreme cases. What are the other options that can you know? we can look into. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining me at um, Kopi Events today. Yes, been a pleasure, Vance. And uh, stay safe. Take care. Thank you, Doc. So I'll catch you soon. See you soon. See you, Doc. Bye. Bye. Bye, -bye. All right. So that is uh, Dr. Kiru, uh, who spent a very good, almost about one over hours with us at Kopi Events. Like I always said, doctors are such an amazing person. They are always with... Uh, um not a hard right they, they are always sent by someone from the top that's why i believe you really need that kind of passion that kind of love um oh thank you thank you i'm really saying that wonderful session that this talk this health talk is opens up more health message consistency discipline and mindset vanan and doctor love you folks thank you thank you morally Thank you so much for these uh, messages that just came in. Um, yes, viewers. So we 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 have another two more weeks. Yeah, two more weeks for another health segment. Um, the next topic is uh, oncologist is coming in, which is going to talk about cancers, and then we should have an, um, other one more doctor that's already planned. So this becoming like a, a health show with all the doctors and expertise who are coming in and sharing their their expertise as well in copy events, and it's great honor for me as well. Um, because I'm learning, 
because every time when I have a talk with doctors and doctors are not easy to communicate with them, they are always in a different dimension. So you need to really do your research and kind of so. So it's always been a pleasure for me, and I really enjoyed talking to the gentleman word earlier on, Dr. Kiro. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Dr. Kiro. It's always been my pleasure. Yes, so we almost coming to the end of the show. Um, yes, everybody should be tired right now. Uh, whether we was coming from the militia or Singapore, a uh, good thing is the economy is opening up. People are able to start moving freely. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we should not be taking, not taking, you know, um, precautions. I think that's very important, right? Safety is very important. Wear your mask, use sanitizers. I think this is one of the, like, uh, mantra that you need to follow and do it for the rest of our life, if not, right? All right, I've said enough. Um, I'll catch you again on the next week, which is 9 p.m. at Kopi Advance. For now, I am signing off. Vance. <laughs>